Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Previously on Chaotic Normal, the crew of Meloris Borealis found the Smuggler's Cove where we knew the seagulls to dock. We approached what we called the Cliffs of Despair and climbed them to find a very spooky house. We split up a little bit after being scared by a voice. Well, I was scared by a voice. Zellner and Jules and Phil Collins separated into the kitchen and fought some centipedes, while Celeste and myself investigated the original room we had come into. Celeste and Robert made their way downstairs to find a number of pirates who had made their home here on the cliffs. After dispatching of them and leaving one alive, the group reunited again and questioned the man who called himself the Bull as to the whereabouts of the rest of the crew and how to locate the Sea Ghost. We now make our way further into the Smuggler's Cove and deal with some of the crew of the Sea Ghost. But will we find ourselves a match for these other pirates, or will they stop our journey short? Let us find out on Chaotic Normal, The Shattered Isles. find yourself in a torchlit chamber that was once a large cellar, but it has since been converted into living quarters. Ten crude beds stand along the south wall, each with a wooden locker at its foot. These wooden lockers you've already tried to rifle through, only to discover they're locked and none one here has thieves tools that was, er, no one had thieves tools that had tried to unlock them. A long wooden trestle table ringed by rickety stools dominates the center of the room. Metal cutlery, cups, and dirty plates sit atop the table. A cook stove was installed near the table, and evidence of a recently cooked meal sits in pots atop it. A large ham hangs from a loop of twine near the stove, and a sturdy set of stairs leads to a trap door in the ceiling above. You know that trying to open that trap door triggers a magic mouth, and I'm not going to replay that same magic mouth sound. Uh, there was uh, two wooden doors in the east side of the room, out of which stepped, uh, or uh, from one of which uh, stepped the uh, pirates who tried to kill uh, Rubert and Celeste when they entered the room. Uh, however, the other one is marked Don't Dead, Open Inside. And uh, in, you, you were told by Horace the Bull that that door is what he called the skeleton room, 
um, and is where the results of the deck wizard Pumkenta's uh, necromancy have been stored and locked away. Uh, that is to say, the crew members that Punketa raised and turned into skeletons, including their alchemist, uh, San Valette. Uh, so choosing to avoid the skeleton room, uh, you uh, were told by Horace that there is, in fact, a secret door leading out of this cellar and into the caverns where they keep where the rest of the crew is located. Uh, Horace, who's already uh, Horace the Bull, who's already joined your crew, or at least is willing to join your crew if you'll take him, uh, shows you where the uh, entrance is. You find that it's on another old wine rack, much like the uh, first wine rack that you found, where when you pulled the bottle, it rotates around. Uh, however, uh, there's no bottle here to pull, and instead it's basically you slide the heavy uh, uh, shelf to the side towards one of the beds, and uh, behind it is a secret door leading into a cavern, or so Horace explains. Um so you find yourself gathered in this room. You're standing before this uh, shelf that supposedly, if you slide it, will reveal a secret passage. Uh, the bull, has he uh, tied up or have you not manacled this uh, captive? I think we kept him unmanacled. All right. So the uh, and if you so you find like he's still with you, he's pretty wounded from the fight. You know, you got him down to one HP, which is why he surrendered. Um, and he. I just have my arm around him. In a friendly, okay. but if it needed to not be friendly way. All right. And he has no obvious weapon on him. Like he's not holding a sword or anything. Um, and there's no like daggers sitting on a bandolier that's in plain sight. Um, so he gestures towards the door one, or like the shelf once more and says, right behind that, you just pull that open. Behind it, you'll find there's a some steps carved down in the stone leads down into the caverns. It's kind of a maze once you get down in there, but... You know, at this point, everyone's going to be on high alert. They're going to know you're coming. Are there any uh, traps to be looking out for? Uh, he ponders for a moment, and he says, there's not any traps we normally leave, but who knows? I mean, you know, a few of them might have... Uh, Bjorn's a right bastard. He might have left a few behind. Hmm. But if you, how you know... Bright, I've, how bright is he? Is he bright for... He looks back and forth between you. I, at least one at a time. Oh, I insist. <laughs> is he bright for a pirate, or is he actually bright? Um, he considers that um, and says he's more that he's more intelligent than the normal man, but not so smart as you know Punketa. He's got an 11 intelligence. Okay. If they know we're coming anyways, there's no... We don't need to be hasty about getting down there. We can check for traps and kind of plan our um, way that we want to handle this. But if we go too slow, then they will be able to prepare very well for our coming. Yes, but since we are smarter than them... I imagine the the time mm. that we get to plan is more important than the time that they get to plan. All right, there, yeah, that's fair. I am probably not that much smarter than them, though. By the way, so. Oh no, I am very, I am very stupid. 
Eight intelligence. <laughs> Me too. Oh Lord. <laughs> um, he does pause for a moment and says, "Wait, no, it's not a trap, but uh, you know, you, there's a rule that uh, Bjorn's given us. You're not allowed to pass through this passage without a torch." I don't know why. That's the rule. Seems a little weird. Are you sure about that one? I I am up a little more suspiciously. Um, He seems to be telling the truth. He doesn't know why the rule is in place. The bull doesn't seem to be very smart. Um, And, uh, but he says, that's the rule. You always pass through the torch and the whole crew seems to uphold that. Um, He doesn't know why, but he knows you're supposed to have a torch when you walk through. Would it be like a survival check for like what kind of trap not having a tor- torch would trigger or something like that? It, there's no, without seeing anything, there's no way to know anything could trigger off of that. Like something that's heat based or something, or like not, or something that requires like a certain temperature to not go off or, you know, basically you have no details to go on. Hey, Bull, uh, I might ask you this before, but do you like pineapple? I never had a pineapple. Even though it grows down here in the onsen at Chappelle, I've never had one. Really? That's that's surprising. Oh, I, uh, yeah, they uh, they don't give rations like that aboard the Sea Ghost. Is that what they have on your Melora's Borealis? Uh, not as many as I'd like. But one but... <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, our, our, our guy Zell Nerd over here is big on pineapples. He'll uh, hook us up one day. It's hard to find people who are, you know, part of that kind of lifestyle. <laughs> Isn't that the <laughs> secret code to the Swingers Guild or something? Shh! We'll make the pineapples nice and hot, and then they will caramelize. Yes, and then very, we'll good, eat them. very good, Zell Nerd. Some of your upside-down pineapple cake will be really welcome after this do you only eat hot pineapples i mean grilled hot. pineapple is very good have you had a cold pineapple where would you keep it cold you have a cold pineapple and you have it in your drinks that sounds marvelous you get, get us pineapples and I'll, I'll show you and then i look over at bowl and i'm like i'll show you bowl <laughs> looks at you all so confused and says yeah, I've never had a pineapple. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who's gonna light the torch? Let's go. <laughs> so if you light a, if you're holding the torch and you slide that, if you if you move that shelf away and you're holding the torch as you walk through, everything's supposed to work out. On on your side, this was the way to the pineapples. Oh, no, forget he, the he, fucking pineapple. <laughs> he looks puzzled and says, "Oh, it's to the rest of the caverns where the." Uh, Oh yeah, we uh, the rest oh. of the crew and uh, to the beans. beans, and he winks again. You know, like Ned. Bear, you don't need to be so mad just because you don't have a pineapple. Chill out. <laughs> I just, I guess, I don't understand the lifestyle. <laughs> okay, I'll I'll light my torch. Hey, and, uh, um, yeah, hey, boss. Uh, you want to take old bull ahead? I need a. I need to rest a little bit. I'm still scared. And can I can I wink? I wink at him. Okay. <laughs> you, you're allowed to wink at him. What are you yeah. trying to accomplish with your wink? 
Okay. Well, it was a very, uh, uh, Rubert reads me like a book. He knows when I'm winking, I'm going to go through all of these foot lockers, but obviously he doesn't know that. And he thinks I'm up to weird shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll let you rest. All right. Uh, don't be too long. I don't get knocked out again. So we have to drag you aboard your own ship. Can I, uh, when they leave, I just want to, if they're small enough, I'll just put them in my bag of holding. If not, I want to try and pick these. There might be a clue in there. Um, so instead of, or are you going doing that instead of going with everyone or is everyone yeah, going to take wanna, like 10 minutes to no, pick locks? I want to like fall back behind them. Just okay. So, uh, so Phil is choosing to not come with you guys as you go into the pirate cave. Can I like, I'll, I'll be there soon. Oh, it's, it's like right on the other side of the door is the pirate cave. Yeah, this door leads to the pirate cave. Got it. All right, yeah, I light my torch and I um, slide slide it open. So, Robert, it's a heavy grating sound as you slide the shelf to the side, but you can tell it is set on, like, tracks or something, and it does indeed slide. Uh, The torch burns in your hand, and beyond the uh, sliding door, you see there is a a rough-hewn... like cavern wall that's been somewhat chiseled to make it a little more open and that they have cut steps into the uh, stairs. The quality of work clearly is not done by pirates here um, and looks like it might have been done long, long ago. Um, But you see that the stairs basically behind the uh, secret door that enters into a small hallway and a flight of stairs curves off to the left, descending down about 20 feet over the course of about uh, 10 feet. A steep drop, and then that turns to the right again, descending down an even smaller staircase until you find yourself truly in a cavern. And as or, and as you walk through there, uh, what, make a perception check, everyone. Critical, critical mess. Uh, critical hit. Nine. Wait, are we doing criticals on ability checks in this game? Uh, Dungeons and Dragons, there's no such thing as a critical on anything other than an attack roll. But we're playing Blungeons and Braggons. In Blungeons and Braggons, which we are playing, there is criticals on uh, on ability checks. I got a 16. Well, anyone with a uh, 10 or greater, actually, uh, you see that there is that this uneven, naturally formed cavern that you're walking into. Uh, it seems to have a thick... Uh, carpeting of green moss that or like or like a slimy green moss clinging to the ceiling above and everyone can go ahead and make a survival check that got at least a dc 10 uh with my 20 can i spot um the bull's covert upside down pineapple tattoo on his left pinky or is that he has no covert upside down pineapple uh, tattoo and you with your crit you know you confirm there is no covert upside down pineapple tattoo jules looks a little disappointed as she rolls her survival check their survival check. Uh, what's what do we get as results for those? Got a ten. You are not sure what you're looking at with this slime on the roof. I got a twenty. You are sure what you're looking at with this slime on the roof. Uh, you, 
you recognize this slime on the roof, this green slime on the roof, as in fact green slime. Uh, and you see that the, uh, or you've heard, and actually as you're in your past adventuring life, you've experienced it before. A green slime is a, a somewhat animate slime uh, that can detect movement within 30 feet of it and drop down onto unsuspecting victims below it. Uh, it can't un- it can't move on its own, but it can release its hold from ceilings. A creature that uh, gets wrapped up in the slime becomes poisoned terribly, uh, or sorry, not poison terribly, begins to burn with the acidic nature of the slime. However, the slime is afraid of fire and light. Uh, and so uh, as it's or so your torches seem to be keeping it from wanting to drop down on you. You had passed this cavern sand torch. You sand's torch, you would have been slimed like a Nickelodeon cartera show. <laughs> Uh, and as you uh, step through the slimy cavern, the bowl stays back with Phil in the uh, or in the cellar where it's been converted into the living quarters. Ugh. And the rest of you move along. You do have torches glowing, so that means you can't be sneaking in here. There's too much light being cast off, making it obvious of your approach. Um, but as you uh, as you approach farther, the uh, you enter into a roughly circular, naturally formed cavern about twenty five feet in diameter. It looks as if there's uh, nothing in here but a stool and a few like there's like a deck of cards laying on the ground. Uh, you see that there it lo- there it's pretty clear that someone's been like drawing on the walls in boredom, and it seems like this area is commonly used by the uh, by the uh, crew to lounge in. The tunnel keeps passing around as you're winding through twisting cavernous tunnels. They're narrow in places, squeezing to only a few feet in width. And then in other places, they expand about four or five feet. Um, But as you keep winding your way through, we cut back to Phil as he's popping uh, locks on the uh, chests. The bull kind of standing nearby saying, oh, man. Yeah, well, that guy's dead now, so I don't think he cares what's in there. Um, And go ahead and make... uh, I'm just going to have you make one Thieves tool check to see uh, how many of them you open. Can I, uh, really quick, I want to do a, a cool Phil moment. Um, oh, let's The do intention it. of, I wanted the bowl to go with him because I didn't want to like lose any dishonor, um, like popping these locks. But since he's here, do they have any like uh, like rum or whiskey or any drinks on the table or anything? Or like a canteen? There is, yes. Okay. Can I like, wa- I wa- Phil walks over to him. Uh, he asks him like what type of liquor it, it is, and he's like, "Here, c- come here, come here, have a swig with me." Uh, feeling a bit chummy, he says, "It's grog, the best kind of stuff, too." All right. uh, Can I hand it to him to take a sip really quick? He takes a large, desperate swig. Okay, and then does he hand it back to me? He desperate. does. Okay, I <laughs> smash the bottle over his head to knock him unconscious. No, okay, make. Uh, he's unsuspecting it, so the attack easily crashes into him the glass shatters and the bowl topples to the ground uh unconscious but not dying okay uh what check did you want me to make uh thievery thievery okay. is you <laughs> god damn it phil <laughs> poor guy uh, i got a 13 um as you pick through them uh you open a few of them over time uh, and uh, you, most of them actually, and you discover that, uh, boy, that is not exciting. Um, 
the total sum of possessions that you find in here um, is like, yeah, there's a bunch of random personal effects like locks of hair and a uh, little like poor charcoal portraits, weird stuff like that. Um, but all told you find uh, 70 gold and 150 silver pieces. Okay, cool. Um, are the chests small enough for if they're foot lockers? That any of them that I couldn't open, can I fit them in my bag of holding? Uh, you managed to open all of them with that check. Okay. Um, so you just kind of shovel all the coin into your bag of holding, coming away with 150 gold and, or sorry, 150 silver and 70 gold. Okay. Uh, but nothing oh. else of significant. I want to go through the thing. Um, I don't know if I'd be smart enough to light a torch, but I put my goggles on and I uh, head through. All right, and you were told to walk through with the torch. I'm going to give you inspiration for not doing it. Uh, you head on through, but meanwhile, the rest of the crew's gone ahead to a point of narrow where the tunnel narrows, and uh, you find yourself approaching towards a. Uh, you find yourself approaching towards where the tunnel narrows into just one path, and as you move, you see ahead it branches or it kind of opens up into a larger cavern on your left with a. Uh, pretty defensible spot waiting uh like a defensible choke point and then on your right a cavern hall opens up before you and as you approach that uh first dis- defensive point the fire's burning out you can t- or the fire's burning in your torch your weapons are raised you know there may be uh people waiting around any corner to attack you uh as the fear is growing greater and greater um and as you move reaching that def- like that defensible point i'm gonna actually let uh who's leading among your group rubear also if there were while using the scimitar uh i can't be surprised so i just like am sauntering forward i'm gonna let you make a uh, wisdom saving throw oh okay i don't think i'm good at these wisdom saving throw of 13 uh, you realize as you approach, and maybe it's because this sword begins to glow with its bright red warning, uh, that that cho- or you're just stepping into a choke point. And as soon as you step into that space, um, instead of being uh, ambushed and attacked from all sides, you turn, uh, pivoting the group to be uh, like stopping the group right before they step into this choke point, I guess. And you're aware that basically there's certainly a group, a crew waiting on either side of these tunnels. So basically it opens up on the left into a large cavern with a defensible choke point and a tunnel that descends to your right, uh, making it to where basically if you were to take another step forward, you'd be fully vulnerable to uh, being attacked from both sides here. The scimitar glows red, uh, indicating danger. You uh, pull the crew up short. Yeah, I like hold my hand up, indicating to stop. Okay, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> actually, I actually don't think I can whisper because I have no lips. <laughs> I was going to say, can turtles whisper? You've brought this up before. That's <laughs> <laughs> so you don't. It's, le- it's, le- it's less about the lips and more about the volume of your voice. I can't hear what you're saying. You hear a uh, voice ring out from deeper than the cavern. Quit your bloody blathering. We know you're out there. You're not hiding from us. You've you've come to the wrong place if you're hoping to live. We're going to chain you all up 
Turn you. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Take your time. <laughs> and turn you all into goods to be sold off to far, far beyond the reaches of this blasted island. You hear me? You stand down now. We'll let you go home if you just turn around and run right now. You dare take another step forward? You dare stay in my caverns longer, in the caverns of Bloody Bjorn? Then you'll be uh, you'll be chained like the rest of them and sold as goods like silk and wood. Wait a minute. Isn't Bloody Bjorn on the ship that's not here? This is Ryan, not Rubert, speaking out loud. No, Bloody Bjorn was the first mate who first mate. Uh, was attending the ship here. Yes. Okay. And Sigurd is the as uh, the captain. Um, I don't believe you're the captain here. No, aren't you just the first mate of this crew? And are you trying to bait him into attacking you, or are you? Tr- what, what's your goal? I'm with trying that? to catch. I'm trying to catch him off guard. All right, I'll let you uh, make a deception to see if it does that. Uh, deception 19 plus uh, oh my god where's it's 6 so 25 I got a 2 on my insight there's a, there's a moment of quiet uh, as he's trying to like th- scrambling thinking of a response you realize if you seize this moment quickly you might be able to get some sort of uh, intrigue upper hand here what do you do uh, I'm going to cast invisibility on myself <laughs> and then I'm going to pass the torch back to Zelnern. The old Rubert special. Okay. Are you ditching us again? No, wait for my signal. And then I'm going to go try and walk up Try and walk up next to him. Uh, you step around the cavern side, and you see that there is, in fact, two men with, uh, with crossbows, uh, heavy crossbows, raised and aimed at that cavern door. While meanwhile, there's a pirate with a cutlass uh, ready to charge out and stab, like hiding just around the corner. And then Bloody Bjorn himself is sitting there with a large, like, maul in hand, ready to smash anyone what would step through. Um, meanwhile, down the tunnel behind you, you see that there is uh, a pair, or there is a single hobgoblin. Sorry, actually not a single hobgoblin. There is, yeah, there's a single hobgoblin with a, uh, a like, narrow uh, longsword. They're katana-style longswords they have, sitting there brandished, ready to run out and stab you from the back. However, you're can invisible. I, can I try to assist Rubert by continuing to, to talk, but a little louder to kind of cover any noise he might be making? Yeah, make a deception. Or sorry, not even a deception. You don't need to do that. Just, Rubert, make your uh, sneak a t- check with advantage. Um, and I shall give them See deception. that item here. Yeah. And I'll give them deception on, or deception, disadvantage on their perception. Oh, another 19 plus 4, 23. Well, you turned a crit into a 14, so uh, you sneak in there completely unseen. There's, there's a hobgoblin with a uh, thin-bladed uh, katana longsword crouching in the shadows down the hall on the right. Inside the uh, defensive room on the left, there's a pair of uh, Topman scouts with heavy crossbows ready to loose, a pirate crouching with a cutlass, and Bloody Bjorn standing there with his maul in the center of the room, like uh, menacingly. What do you do, Robert? He's just standing there menacingly. (laughs) 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 You only have a quick moment before uh, your comment angers him. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm going to t- 
tap him on the shoulder. Suddenly, there's a feeling on his shoulder. He turns, his head snapping in your direction. Uh, and then I'm going to stab him. All right, make an attack roll with advantage. Uh, 12 plus 7? No, plus... God, this one page. I can't even... I need to full screen this. Uh, 12 plus... So, uh, 17 to hit? Uh, your blade easily dodges by his chainmail uh, as you sink the blade into him. Uh, roll damage. I'm going to let that count as a crit because uh, he had no knowledge that you were going to be suddenly next to him stabbing him. All right. I'm also going to expend my last part of inspiration to add a flourish to this. Should take a level in uh, Assassin Rogue at this point. I was uh, thinking I'm, <laughs> I'm considering multi-classing into Rogue. Love it. Um to add an extra d6 damage. Actually, with the rate that you all mutiny, you should all take Assassin Rogue, because you start pretty much every encounter with the other person not expecting you to st- try and kill them. So <laughs> That's the best time to try to do that, though. Uh, is there anyone next to him? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, then, yeah, I'll just do a slashing flourish for 8 plus 5 for... Oh, and it's crit, right? So... Yeah. Uh, 17 slashing damage. Wowza. Uh, Your blade stabs into Bjorn. Uh, He stumbles forward, not dead, but seriously wounded. He gasps and cries out, and the others, uh, suddenly shocked and surprised by the uh, sudden turn of events, wheel, uh, completely surprised by this event. Um, Oh, actually, I'll do the um, mobile flourish, so as I, like, I stab into him, then I'm gonna kick him into the hall to... (laughs) push him into um zelnern oh man How, what kind of distance does that give that's super cool uh it's the what i rolled on the um d6 so five feet all right you, yeah you kick him forward into the hall i need initiative from everyone oh five plus the number one so 10 feet actually is how far i kick him oh yeah Oof. you were so stealthy that you surprised jules as well Miss on my or, uh, initiative. I told you to wait for my signal. <laughs> I think that was my the signal. signal. Was <laughs> yeah, I forgot the signal was screams of pain from your enemies. Weren't we supposed to like challenge him to a duel? Uh, only if you wanted the rest of the crew to respect you and be willing to stand down. Um, so at this point, you're going to have to fight him to unconsciousness at the least. Uh, <clears throat> All right, uh, what did you get, Celeste? 16. Jules? Three. Phil? Oh, am I in this one? I got You'll eventually be able to get here. 14. 14. All right, uh, so Rubert's just stabbed the man. Zelnern, you're the next quickest to act as uh, suddenly uh, bloody Bjorn, blood pouring out through a, a hole in his like underarm, uh, where like leaking all over his chainmail. His uh, maul still in hand stumbles out past you into the hall. There's a collective gasp from among the crew. What do you do? Well, that wasn't part of the plan. And I start to rage. Um, and then I'm going to... Yeah, run towards the nearest, uh, well, I guess the uh, person that was just stabbed. To, All right, you run towards the Bloody Bjorn, just been kicked out into the hall. He's like right in front of you. What do you do? I'm going to stab him. But All right. 
uh, it's with an axe, so I guess I'm going to um, slash him. Slash him good. But not that good, because it was a 10 versus um, AC. It clangs hard against his chainmail. He stumbles back against the uh, tight cavern wall with a thud, looks up at you and uh, and grits his teeth and says, oh, You're all going to regret this. And then do you have another attack, or is that it? That's it. Uh, Rubert, the two top men, terrified by your sudden appearance, wheel on you with heavy crossbows. You're in close enough quarters to them, though, that they have disadvantage on it. So they're, instead of one whizzing you into you for 21, a bolt flings out against you for a mere... Uh, oh, man, for a mere uh, four. Uh, you, dodge, you dodge by um, that... Uh, bolt, but another heavy crossbow bolt comes puncturing into you, turning a crit into a crit. I just rolled two 20s in a row. Uh, the heavy crossbow bolt stabs into you with a terrible force. Oh, yeah, heavy crossbow bolt uh, for 11 plus 5 for 16, 17 piercing damage as the bolt takes you in the uh, in like the side with a sickening thwick. Uh, the Scout then tosses down that crossbow, drawing a uh, uh, cutlass, and moves upon you, swinging at you for uh, 17 to hit. Oh, well, for the crossbow bolt um, puts me unconscious. Oh, okay. Uh, he leaves you there unconscious, wheels as that one takes you down, and moves out into the hallway to assist, fighting in cramped quarters, so he's going to swing with disadvantage against Zelnern as their defensive position's been turned into a weak position. Uh, Zelnern, he swings at you, his cutlass clangs against the stonework for only 14 to hit. Um, yes. And then it turns to Celeste. Uh, you've heard, so there's basically, you're in one cavern, and there's a narrow passageway in front of you that branches to the right and to the left. In the room, or the left branches into a room full of pirates with a uh, dying uh, Rubert in it. To the right, there's a hobgoblin about to jump. Um, and then in the in the middle of this tight little hallway, there is Bloody Bjorn, their captain, and another pirate grappling with Zelnern. What do you do? <sighs> this is stupid. We should have just dueled them. And then I uh, cast Thorn Whip. There's no reason to believe Bloody Bjorn would have been okay with a fair duel. Yeah, uh, I cast Thorn Whip for the, ne- the nearest one. All right. Uh, yeah, make an attack roll. Beep, 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 beep. I'm a sheep. Beep, beep, I'm a sheep. Beep, beep, I'm a sheep. If anyone Googles 19. that YouTube video, if anyone Googles that YouTube video, you'll get that reference. And so it's, it's kind of critical to the chaotic normal. It's a bop. Yeah, everyone, everyone pause this recording right now. We'll wait. We'll wait. Yep. We actually want, in, in fact, really quick. yeah, stop meow. listening to this. Just listen to that. You'll get an after credit song from Celeste going, meow, meow, I'm a cow. Meow, meow, I'm a cow. All right, and welcome back after watching the video. Hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> 19. <laughs> nice. Uh, you uh, throw the thorn whip out. It whips against just over Zelnern's shoulder. That pirate who just stumbled out, his cutlass scraping against the stone, the thorn whip uh, grabs around him, and it's basically like one of the vines hanging down in here, and it tears him over Zelnern's head, landing him uh, on the ground by you and Jules. What do you, how much damage does he take? Four damage, get critted, and I back away because I don't want to be near them. Did you just say don't worry get about critted? It. Okay. Uh, 
All right, so you back away, uh, moving carefully out of his reach. He swings at you, uh, but it's an opportunity attack, but misses in the process. Um, Bloody Bjorn, there in the hallway against uh, Zelnern. Zelnern, you can tell that Bloody Bjorn is incredibly wounded, uh, but he uh, wheels on you with in almost a berserker rage, much like your own, crashing down on you. His anger seems to compensate for the narrow tunnel he's in, so he, instead of disadvantage, he just has normal as he enters a berserker's rage, and he attacks you with his maul for, oh my gosh, a mere 11 to hit. His maul hammers hard against your uh, shell, but nothing happens as a result. Uh, the pi- or one of the other pirates in the uh... yeah, uh, one of the other er, er, sorry, yeah, one of the other pirates. No, it was not the pirates' turn. Phil, your turn. Um, can I hear swords clanging down the hallway, down the stairs? Uh, you can, yes. Okay, um, I'm going to cast a Disguise Self and turn into the bull. All right, you cast Disguise Self and turn into the bull. Uh, you start walking down. Do you run that way or just, I guess you start moving that direction? For clarity, I want to have my goggles on. Do I have to roll a perception here? Or? Uh, to see if you can see the... Uh, the. So you're not aware of the green slime, so it's just going to be your passive perception. What's your passive perception? It is 13. No, it's 11, to clarify, 11. You do notice the green slime on the roof. Make a survival check, DC 10. Okay. Um, 14. You realize it's green slime, and without any sort of, uh, like, radiant light, so, like, sun sunlight or fire, it's gonna drop on you. Okay, I'm gonna wait until my next turn so I can cast a firebolt or something. Probably a good call. Uh, you stop as Bloody Bjorn in the hallway, uh, one of the Topman scouts that's next uh, next to the unconscious Rubert. Um, oh wait, that's what happened. Uh, one of the Topman scouts that's next to the unconscious Rubert uh, abandons him and actually, sorry, take notches another bolt into his heavy crossbow. Seeing Zelnern there in the hallway, looses a bolt at Zelnern for nineteen to hit Zelnern. Is that the? Oh, it is pretty good shot. That hits me. <laughs> uh, Zelnern, you take. 13 piercing damages. The bolt stabs into your shoulder with an agonizing uh, sound. And then the guy goes back to cranking another bolt into his heavy crossbow. I shrug some of it off. Nice. Jules, what do you do? There's a pirate at like that's just been whipped up uh, into the cavern next to you. Bloody Bjorn is fighting Zelnern in the uh, hallway. And then in the uh, cavern to the left of the hall, tight hallway, Rubert is bleeding out. Uh, well, meanwhile, uh, a hobgoblin is crouched in the hallway, ready to attack. So I reach out towards uh, Bloody Bjorn, and the walls of the cavern around him start squiggling, and a oh. bunch of mites and uh, bugs jump out onto him and start uh, eating at him. That's pretty awful. That's so, so. That's so <laughs> gross. I hate that. What kind of save he, does he have he to make? He makes that too. Uh, he makes a con 13. Well, no, he doesn't. He got, a, even with his plus two modifier, he got an 11. Hey, that's good for me. Uh, three little buggy damage, and then he tries to run in a random direction. Roll a d8 for me. Okay. These aren't keyboard sounds. They're 
cool rolling sounds eight all right dice are hard to get you've only been playing DD for like 12 years uh <laughs> eight to your for or fortune or misfortune he runs past shoving past zelnern and into the cavern next to you uh and zelnern you're so surprised by his frantic movement and the bugs crawling all over him you don't even get to make an attack of opportunity as he rushes into the cavern next to jules and celeste uh um, but Jules, he's you know, he's covered in these bugs. He's crying out as there's like sea lice all over him. You know, like if you're on the beach and it's like oh. among all like the dried kelp and they're just jumping all over you. But imagine if it was like a million of them, and uh, he's in terrible agony as they're biting and tearing at his flesh. Uh, Jules, you look at the horror you've wrought. Um, <laughs> I feel disgusted with myself and then terrified. A hobgoblin takes this opportunity to lunge out towards Zelnern. Uh, and unfortunately, the hobgoblins uh, is most effective uh, with somebody nearby. So actually, you see Zelnern, as he comes towards you, he raises his katana high in a masterful fighting style. And as he gets close, he crouches ready and waiting for his opportunity to strike rather than striking right away. This is no mere fighter, like or no mere thug like the pirates around you. This is a uh, trained warrior. Rubert, you are dying on the ground. What do you do? Uh, I'll make my death and dying saving throw. Uh, that's a 17, so one success. You did it. Um, Robert's trying uh, to meet his dad a lot faster than he should. Zelnern, <laughs> another pirate, rushes uh, haphazardly towards you in the hallway. Uh, where the hobgoblin came with a careful crouch and ready attack, this... Uh, this uh, pirate comes just barreling into you. And in fact, he tries to shove you to the ground, Zellner. Uh I need you to con- make an athletics or uh, acrobatics check cont- with disadvantage because you're in that hallway. Ooh, contested by his 16. Oh, athletics Athletic. or acrobatics? Oh, okay. Yeah, your call. 16. All right, athletics. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get my weight low and I'm going to get a um, 13. Unfor- you get your weight low, but unfortunately he's learned, you can tell this man's wrestled dwarves before. Uh, and so you enact dwarven dense style. Uh, you hit low and he immediately puts the weight in such a fashion that it topples you onto your back. You're a turtle caught on the, your, <laughs> the, your back as you roll left and right, unable to right oh. yourself, Zelner. Oh. The hobgoblin warrior takes this opportunity, raising his blade it's and striking it down at you. The blade strikes into you for 21 to hit. And you can tell as the oh. as the blade strikes into such a vulnerable point of you, levering his martial advantage, you take 4 plus 3 plus 6 for 13 plus 1, 14 piercing damage as his blade... Uh, oh, sorry, more than 14. 15 piercing damage as his blade strikes you expertly. More like 7 damage. Oh, because you, uh, you're raging. So you're an angry turtle on his back. Zelnern, uh, <laughs> what do you do? There's a pirate standing above you, and there's a hobgoblin who's just stabbed you expertly. You're on your back. I, um, I slash at the one with my axe at his ankles who just uh, stabbed me in the stomach. But I want to stand up first so I don't have disadvantage, but I wanted it to be while I was down there to look cooler. Okay, so you kind of like from the ground, you're spinning and you cut at his ankle. Make an attack roll. Take this. 24. Twenty-four is definitely a hit. You cut into the pirate's legs. 
take this damage. Uh, he takes 12 damage. Uh, you cut the pirate's legs off on the ground there, uh, leaving him screaming and dying on the ground as you stand up looking at the hobgoblin. Is he actually all the way dead? Yeah, you just straight murdered him in one hit. Okay, then... <laughs> damn. And then I'm going to um, uh, spin around uh, hitting my shell on the other guy near me on the hobgoblin nice so you like you go into like a spin your axe chopping the legs off this pirate and then as you lunge back or like as you're spinning there in the ground with your sharpened uh, spikes on your shell it stabs and cuts into the hobgoblin make your attack roll freaking bowser style baby that's a lot of turtle power uh 21 (laughs) 21 yeah you easily cut through the chain mail of the uh, hobgoblin Cowabunga. Cowab- that's our four, four more damage or no five damage <laughs> Bowabunga. Uh, five damage you cut into the hobgoblin he parries the worst of it so he's not slain but uh, it is a uh, devastating wound to him and are you finished Zeldern? well then uh, the top man that uh, that Celeste had yanked out of the hallway and then run away from to ditch him next to Jules, uh, he, pu- he runs over, positioning himself next to Jules, uh, and with his blade drawn, he cuts into Jules uh, once for uh, 18 to hit and once for 24 to hit. That's a double hit. Jules, the cutlass tears into you once and twice for... Uh, seven damage and then, or sorry, eight damage and then six damage. Ouchies. I'm still up. All right, not uh, not yet unconscious as the blade cuts into you. Celeste, uh, you're in a cavern right now with Bloody Bjorn, who's just gotten the last of the bugs off of him and is raising his maul again. Meanwhile, a top man is stabbing into Jules. Zelnern is in the hallway fighting a hobgoblin. Rubert is in another uh, ca- uh, part of the cavern dying. And you he- you look back to see that the bull is coming down from the other end of the hall. <laughs> A little confused about the bowl, but I look around at the chaos and I'm like, "The Dark Lord led us here. This is my this is my tarot, my taroka." That sounds like you're the villain. The Dark Lord led me here. <laughs> I been, knew it was going to happen, um, and I turn into my starry shape of a chalice, form of a chalice, and then I cast Healing Word on Jewels. Thank First. you. How many healings does he get? I'm about to figure that out. So first it's... So the first thing I rolled was a three. So that's seven for jewels. And then the 1d8 is three plus my wisdom modifier which is plus four, so that's also another seven. Um, Who's closest to me is... I guess I should do Rubert since he's unconscious. You you do whatever you want. Uh, Unfortunately, because of the narrow uh, passageway and Rubert went into the other room to, like, completely destroy their strategy, Rubert is not within line of sight of you unless you run into that narrow passage. That's a shame. Oh, darn. Uh, Zelnern in my line of passage. Yeah, Zilnern okay. is in the passage. I'm going to heal Zilnern. Nice. So how much health does Zilnern get? Seven. They both got seven. Oh, wow. 
All right, so you both feel a lot of your uh, vigor restored as Celeste comments that it's the Dark Lord. Uh, we knew this was coming. You prepared for it. And then I'm going to uh, back up further because I don't have to worry about the slimy mold anymore. Why not? Because uh, I have light. Uh, yes, yeah, you are giving off like a bright, radiant light. Uh, yeah. You step back to be safe from the mold, and Bloody Bjorn uh, then wields his maul, crushing down onto Jules. Uh, Jules, he is still in his berserker rage. Um, so he's still in his uh, berserker rage as he goes to crush down onto you. Um, the blow is likely a devastating one as he's making it with advantage for instead of an yeah so it's going to be a 24 to hit it's my 13 his maul his maul crashes onto you for nine bludgeoning damage all right Ugh. i'm still up but i'm bleeding then it is phil you stayed back a turn to uh or you stayed back around uh, so that you wouldn't trigger that fire, but you can hear the fight, or you wouldn't trigger the slime. You can hear the fire or the fighting going on down the hall. Um, so I have a question for you. Can I cast a firebolt? But I, what I'm doing is I want to ready it and run down the hall. Would that kill two yeah. birds with one stone? Okay. Oh, so like the fire's cooking in your hand, and then yeah, your goal is then... to basically throw it at whoever you see when you get down the hall? The first person I see that I'm not familiar with, I'm just going to chuck it at whoever's closest to me. All right. Uh, Celeste, you've just healed your friends, turned back into the hall, glowing with radiance, and you see Horace coming, his hand burning with fire. You realize the dire straits you are and realize that that would-be crewman's just betrayed you terribly. He comes running with flame directly at you and then pulls up next to you, and suddenly the burst of fire explodes explodes from his hand only it doesn't set you aflame uh he targets the top man who's about to stab jules in the chest make an oh. attack roll i do that thing it is 13 to hit you hit the scout uh or you hit the top man his leather burning for eight damage and then can i do i have time to say this Celeste? hey it's yeah. me it's it's your buddy phil Phil, is that you? Keep it down, keep it down. I end my turn. Uh, the top man isn't dead, but seems incredibly wounded and like to flee. Uh, in fact, uh, however, the top man that's still in the other room with Rubeir puts another bolt into his crossbow and then puts that bolt into uh, Zelnern. Zelnern, 22 to hit. That's a hit. On the soft, soft belly. You're going to take 13 <laughs> piercing damage. Uh, as this guy's oh. crossbow is doing work back in that other room. Uh, <clears throat> Don't they know all they would have to do is jump on you and you would die? <laughs> uh, Jules, you have a top man next to you who's just uh, been set afire. He's screaming. He looks like he's going to try and run away from you. But Bloody Bjorn in all of his passionate rage is standing above you. Well, uh, I guess this one's not too scary, so I'm going to go after Bloody Bjorn. Eat bugs, you stinker! And then I make him eat bugs, the stinker. Uh, Bloody Bjorn this time got... Oh, that that freaking stinker. Uh, he got a 13. Con save. 13 save, so yeah. he makes it. He, you do it. He grabs one of the bugs on his face, shoves it into his mouth, chomping it in his rotten teeth, and says, "I've had worse lice in for most of me life." Jules uh, almost vomits. 
<laughs> you did this. Reasonable. Uh, Jules, unfortunately, he survived that. Do you stay put or do you run away? Uh, he's like literally right next to me. Yeah. Sheesh. Uh... Sheesh. <laughs> uh, how? God, I'm toast. I'm toast, boys. But you turn and look behind. So you see in front of you, if you run past Bloody Bjorn, you can enter into the tunnel with Zelnern and then down to like either the cavern route to the right that no one's explored or into the small cavern with uh, dying Rubair and the and the other like the crossbow man. Or you could turn behind you and run into the green slime tunnel with Celeste and Phil. Yeah, let's book it to the uh, green slime tunnel. All right, you turn fleeing as Bloody Bjorn swings at you. His maul crashes into the ground for an 11 to hit, and you retreat behind Celeste and Phil. Hey. That's my crew, baby. <laughs> yeah, have I heard Have I heard Rubert's soul essence uh, hissing out of his body yet? Or? You're keenly aware that he is. No, he actually isn't. He hasn't gone closer to death. So Can we good. see him? Because he's invisible. Uh, no, he stopped being invisible when he made an attack <laughs> roll. That's why they were able to put crossbow bolts in him. Uh, <laughs> Zelnern, that hobgoblin warrior, uh, has lost his advantage of uh, has lost his advantage uh, or his martial advantage. He sees you sitting there, uh, somewhat bloodied, but not quite on the ground. Or like now, in front of him, you've just decapitated one, and he pos- takes a step back, disengaging from you defensively and retreating back down the hallway into darkness. You look down That's after him. And you can't tell if he's retreating to get reinforcements or if he's retreating to preserve himself. Uh, Rubert, what do you do? So I'm in the room with the uh, the vampire tree, uh, um, but it, like the wa- like the floor is covered in water and it's just like inky black. Um, and the tr- like the tree's kind of like extending its branches out towards me, uh, uh, and I see my father's face in the tree. <laughs> As I get a step closer to death. Oh no. Oh, uh, Rubert, you feel that mark on you, drawing you closer in. Uh, the top man doesn't even seem to be paying attention to your dying body at his feet. Um, Zelnern, you're alone in the hallway now, uh, or in the passage. You see Bloody Bjorn and a screaming scout uh, who's on fire in the. Or so basically, you see you're at a crossroads of three directions you could chase after that hobgoblin down one tunnel you could go into the defensible cavern where the top man with a heavy crossbow that he's been putting bolts into you from is standing over dying rubert's body or you could go after uh, bloody bjorn who's about to charge into celeste jules and phil i point towards the one that um has been shooting bolts at me you you're next stay right there i'm coming for you and, and you I look like went. a pin yeah, okay, and you look like a pincushion from all of his heavy uh, crossbow <laughs> bolts. You chase after him? Yeah. All right, you throw yourself in there. Uh, Rubera looking up uh, from the uh, visions of death and sees you standing over him, crashing into the scout. Prepare to die. And I um, swing my axe down at the guy. Crit. Your blade drops on him, and I'm almost certain it's going to kill him, but let's find out. Um, that is uh, 18 damage. 
Yeah, you cleave the uh, you cleave the scout in two with one swing. The topman drops to the ground, his corpse uh, dying in front of you. And uh, Rubert, in your vision, you almost see as this corpse hits the ground, kind of lands where the vampire tree was in your vision. And you see as the tendrils start reaching out, grabbing at that body, tearing something out. And you can almost see as the uh, or as the sailor's devil offers a deal to this top man join uh, join his crew or perish into the deep um meanwhile that top man the top man who was burning to death uh screams and he runs past Phil Celeste and Jewel his burning body serving to keep him safe from the green slime uh Phil do you, he doesn't realize you're not his friend yet he doesn't understand that why what just happened there do you make an attack of opportunity as he runs past you he's clearly can, any, can anyone else see me like who else uh, would oh you're standing you're standing with Celeste and Jewel's Bloody Bjorn did see you set that man on fire, so he understands something's shifty. Okay, yeah. So can I take an opportunity attack with a dagger, or is it my yeah. turn? Yeah, okay. so you can t- you take an attack of opportunity. Okay, it's going to be 15 to hit. You easily stabbed through his leather. He was at 1 HP, so do you want him dead or unconscious? Um, Dead. All right, you stab him in the back as he goes. He takes your dagger with him, though, toppling to the ground a corpse. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Celeste, with my, you, uh, sorry, but, um, uh, on my turn with my bonus action, I picked up a cro- the crossbow as well, but I oh, nice. okay, cool. Uh, Celeste, you turn, it looks like only bloody Bjorn is left around and he is sitting in the same cavern as, uh, he's sitting in the same cavern as you and, uh, Jules and Phil. What do you do? I am going to run past him. So that way I can go to the edge of the cavern where I can see Rubert and um, Zelnern. And I'm going to... All right, so you, you run past Bjorn, uh, getting to just the edge of the uh, tunnel mouth, uh, making being careful not to provoke an attack of opportunity from Bjorn. Uh, but you lean around and you can see Rubert now. Yeah, and Zelnern. And so then I'm going to cast Healing Word again. Um. Who are you casting it on? I'm going to cast it on Rubert and then the extra D8 I'm going to give to Zelnern. Thank you. So Rubert gets eight and oh, then oh yeah. um, Zelnern gets nine. Sweet. So you've run forward. Uh, you had to go next to Bloody Bjorn to be able to see into where Rubert and uh, Zelnern were. You saved Rubert from death, though, uh, in that move. Uh, but as you reach out and do that, Rubert, you see that Gulthias tree reaching down into you, and suddenly a starry shape burns it back, a chalice bright in front of you that seems to runneth over. And as it does, the uh, the radiance drives back the tendrils, and uh, then you are, uh, or as it uh, drives back the tendrils, uh, you find yourself recovered, filled with its light. Meanwhile, you hear Celeste scream out as Bloody Bjorn drives his maul into her for 21 to hit. Oh. Yeah, it's a hit. Uh, Celeste, it crushes down onto you for only three damage. Hell uh, yeah. Level one. Uh, you sidestep the worst of it, Dumb just taking me. a. Uh, it like bumps you against a wall, but it didn't truly strike you. Phil, 
What do you do? There's the only opponent left in this room is Bloody Bjorn. Do I sound like the bull? Uh, not from disguised self, no. Okay. Um, in that case, I am going to chuck a fireball at him, and I believe I still have my one of my cannons with me. My force ballista. Okay. Um, so fireball is firebolt. Firebolt. I'm sorry. Um, please forgive me, listeners. No, uh, he had a, a custom class option yeah. where he can just cast fireballs and at will, and I wanted to be a yes and a DM, so. <laughs> mm. uh, 18 to hit for two damage. You definitely hit him for um, for two damage? Yeah, it's 1d8. Oh, or no 1d10, sorry. It's a 1 in 10 chance, to be fair. Yeah. There's um, no, uh, I didn't realize there's no modifier. And then my sentry is going to hit for 19 to hit. And 19 hits definitely a hit. Nine damage. Nice. Uh, Bjorn uh, stumbles, burning against the wall, and then slammed by the force ballista into it. Uh, I want to meet him, too. I want to get up close to him. And then you rush forward towards him. He seems incredibly wounded, but not yet dead. Jules, what do you do? Okay, seeing that this guy's almost out of our, uh, out of our, out of our way for good, I cast Toll the Dead to try to call him to his final resting place. All right, and he needs a con save. So, uh, you, uh, wisdom, 13. wisdom save, you stretch your hand out. Bjorn uh, just slammed back against the wall, incredibly wounded, uh, feels that draw uh, pulling towards you, him, and he reaches out looking at you and says, No, 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 I won't take your deal. You keep your deals away from me, you minion of the devil. I'll be damned before I walk in the sailors, or before I've uh, crew the drowned fleet i'll be dead before then and then his eyes go wide uh he fails his save make roll d12 uh that's only two damage he was incredibly low uh okay. he topples to the ground dying as he says i'll be dead before i take a deal with the sailor's yeah. devil was he looking um, at me when he said that he was as oh, if God. your toll the dead was entreating a deal with the sailor's devil. It was kind of like looks down at her hand and uh, shit. <laughs> uh, Bjorn is dead. The hobgoblins retreated into a back or into a back passage, um, and the rest of you uh, uh, sort of regather, regrouping, and making sure uh, no one else is coming. It seems that you've cleared out most of the pirates here. Um, and as you regroup, knowing the hobgoblins are still out there, likely readying counterattack, um, you find yourself in the room where Rubert has just recovered. Um, and in that room, it's actually a storage cavern. Uh, this cavern, like the passage leading to it, is well lit by torches held in simple iron brackets around the wall. You can see five small bolts of cloth stacked against the wall to your left, and to your right are eight small casks in a neat row. However, standing out amongst all of these uh, things being stored in here is a human man. Uh, the human man is uh, apparently uh, uh, looks like he has been bound and gagged as he uh, lays there looking up with wide, worried eyes at this uh, whole scene that's just unfolded in front of him. Oh, <clears throat> First of all, thank you, Celeste. I, uh... Wait, wait, wait. Before you do anything, let me finish healing people. 
Oh, I, I can also, I'll toss out some, some of my honeyed words. You just sit there for now. You can do it after. I'm like kind of on a time constraint right now. Oh, that's very fair. <laughs> I prefer he, her healing over the words. I think it um, does more. <laughs> thanks, Elnern. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to cast healing. Wait, where is everyone at? first of you, all you've all gathered together into one room uh while you all sit here healing and then turn your attention to the bound and gagged man hiding in the or heaped in the corner there chaotic normies it's me ryan who plays your favorite bard rubear grace and on chaotic normal shattered isles thanks so much once again for listening if you want to do me a huge solid just this once uh you could go ahead and rate and review on itunes that would be that would be dope uh you could also send any questions comments concerns and your favorite uh coupon couponing app that would be great trying to try to save some cash uh nothing new to announce uh but we'll be back again next week with another exciting episode in the hunt for the sea ghost on chaotic normal the shattered isles so until then you know what i always say in times like this and that is bye Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.